0: going to kick us off. Welcome to the Art of Practice, and uh, we're delighted to have you here today. If you haven't joined us before, uh, or if you don't know who either of us are and what we're doing, talking to you today, uh, my name is Lisa Frost, and uh, I am an Integral Master Coach, as well as a facilitator on the Integral Life um, Practice Platform, uh, I'd love to see you doing some live practice, so please do check the calendar for upcoming events, and can you want to tell us about you.
1: Yeah. Hi, my name is Kevin Storf. I also am an inter- Integral Master coach and have dabbled in all things Integral for almost two de- decades now, and I'm officially an addict. Hi, my name is Kevin. I'm an Integral addict um i also lead some stuff for integral life including events group and uh an enneagram practice session which we did today and was focused around the holidays similar to what we're going to be uh talking about on this call but with some different content so um yeah thrilled to be here today please join us over at integral life if you want to check out some more uh content in regards to how to actually integrally live and integrally practice and having a life of practice is not an easy thing. And that's why we're doing these podcasts is really taking a closer look at what that takes.
0: Yep. Yes. Yes. And in fact, we're going to be talking about how to thrive through the holidays today. Um, So hopefully we'll be giving you some good ideas about things that you can do while you face this holiday season. Um, and potentially spend time with family and friends or alone. Um, so we're gonna talk a bit about that today. Uh, and we do this podcast about once a month. So if you are interested in learning more about practice, about the art of practice, about how to apply, you can catch us monthly on this podcast. Um, yeah, Kevin, you wanna you wanna kick us off?
2: Yeah, sure.
1: Um, everything we're about ready to talk about, uh, begins with how you immediately perceive the fact that we're about ready to talk about the holidays, (laughs) (laughs) like all the stories that you tell yourself about whether you like the holidays or don't like the holidays or how the holidays have been in your past or how you want them or long for them to be in your future, all of that kicks in immediately as soon as we begin to talk about to pre- of like how to practice through the holidays. So first of all, I would just offer perhaps pay attention to what you're coming in the door with in terms of your frame of how you see the holidays. Um, I've always looked at it as a quite a joyful time, as a time of rest, as a time to connect with family. I love my family. And I feel very connected to them and I feel very um grateful that I have I have the relationship that I have with my family and and whatnot. So it doesn't feel like too tumultuous for me. it feels like a time that I get to luxuriate and so that's my backdrop but most other folks I'm very, very aware do not have that same backdrop <laughs> and and if anything, the holidays is often associated with drama and um, you know, not so resource resourceful ways of being and so that's a part of what we're here to talk about today is um, integral as a frame is helping us sort of paint the the larger spread of of what the human potential looks like of what we have access to as human beings both in an interior and an exterior and so um within that frame there's a lot of potentiality and there's there's the sense then of how do i choose to show up versus going through the motions of day in, day out. Like, how do I choose to show up in what I'm doing? And choice implies some kind of um, consciousness, some kind of um, new ways of seeing, perhaps, and new ways of doing, and that often involves practice. And so um, there's no way to live an integral life, I, I think we can safely say, without... Some kind of practice being involved to 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 allow ourselves to consciously show up in some ways, which is going to get to this piece that we're, one of the main pieces we want to talk about today of conscious versus reactive. Before we do that, anything you want to ping off there, Lisa, or or add to?
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that you first of all talked about the backdrop, right? The story that we're telling ourselves about what the holidays mean. Um, and, and, uh, and, and, and maybe even right now you can reflect on how, how perhaps that story has changed over the years, um, so that you can become aware of how, uh, how fluid our stories actually can be, even, even when it feels like, um, they're, they're stuck or that we're, you know, that we, we have a particular frame that we use consistently that actually they change over time. And, um, and they can become more entrenched or less entrenched. Um, And just the, just the nature of allowing yourself to reflect on that is in itself a practice. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: So that was the first thing. So thank you for that. I need a drink of water for one second here. Yeah. Um, The second thing that I loved was, um, uh, well, loved. I don't know. that. that, that actually, I'm going to retract that because what I will say <laughs> is that <laughs> what I will say is that um, when we first ta- started talking about doing this particular episode uh, and, uh, and you suggested, why don't we do something around, you know, what it might be like to practice during the holidays. My first thought around that was what I have to practice during the holidays now too. <laughs> right. Like, The holidays, there's uh, there's already so much sometimes, Um, you know, whether it's preparing meals and shopping for gifts or, you know, preparing to to visit people and actually doing the visiting, you know, the the, year wrap up for work and all of the things, right, all the things that we may be involved in. And what this comes to mean to us in this period of time, as well as having to deal with the practicalities of like being out in the world, you know, we're still dealing with, uh, COVID we're still, you know, we're, we're out there, you know, trying to stay healthy and stay well and, um, and deal with crowds of people and deal with, you know, pick and all the things that can create some extra stress and, yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk today about what it might be like to be in a more intentional space while going through and doing all the things that make up the holiday
2: season for you and your life
0: Oh, I don't hear you anymore.
1: And that story we can tell ourselves too, you know, we could take a whole if we had all the time in the world, we could take a whole aqua perspective on that, you know, where it's like, Oh, you know, my 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 super green parts um, don't like all the orange consumerism stuff that comes up around the holidays, and it's just 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 corporate greed, and you know, and it's like, okay, true, but partial. You know, um, that there's also an element of uh, going further back into some of the other levels of development. It was a time of rejuvenation. It was a time of reconnecting with the deeper resourcefulness in ourselves because it was dark all the time, you know? And so the, there, there's multi, multiple interpretations, of course, that are available to us in terms of how we hold all of this. And all of them have partiality to them and all of them have an, a dose of truth to them. And so it's all valid. And At the end of the day, this piece that we're really wanting to kick off with here is um, something that we both use in a lot of leadership coaching is am I coming from a place of reactivity or am I coming from a place of conscious choice? And so this juxtaposition of like, basically all practice comes down to a choice to be more conscious and deliberate about how I'm showing up in the world. And isn't that a great thing? Isn't that what we're all striving for? We all have this sense of incongruence. That's not quite the person I want to be. I want to try harder. I want to to work at this more. I want to push myself to grow, to really live in alignment with how I see myself. And that could be the backdrop of that could be aqual. The backdrop of that could be more intuitive or instinctual and less conceptual. There's a lot of places in which that comes in, but it all comes down to this element of, am I just going through the motions and sleepwalking through life and kind of bumping around like a pinball off of whatever's happening? And that's the reactive side of things. Or am I in consciousness? Am I choosing consciously how I want to live? And so, especially when it comes to the holidays, it's helpful to step back a little bit and go before I enter into the holidays, before I step into the, to the mosh pit of my family or whatever, whatever it is, you know, what do I need to consciously keep an eye out for? And how do I want to attend to that potentially in a different way that feels more aligned with the person I want to be, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh and so I think we should dive into a bit of you know what we mean by conscious and reactive. We all might have an idea of what that means for us, but there are probably some specific ways that we can orient around conscious and reactive, what it looks like and what we might want to be um looking out for uh while we you know while we move through this period of time. Um you know, I remember when we were first talking about doing this session, Kevin, um, one of the brought forward that, that I'm just going to bring up right now is this idea of erring on the side of listening, curiosity, and openness. Um, and, and, and yeah, I guess, I I think that it might be, it might be nice to give some examples of what that could look like in a variety of, of situations. Does it, Thing come to mind immediately um for you
1: i see you're gonna put me on the spot and do some practice design live here i see <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could probably pull that out of a hat let me see um so maybe maybe start with what it what it what it doesn't look like in in more archetypal form um deciding to bring up the uh topic of politics at the christmas dinner table <laughs> <laughs> uh that seems like a very reactive approach and when we've seen it whether it's in a hallmark christmas movie or whether it's in a uh you know a more popular media or when it's happened in our own household um and so if we err on the side of listening curiosity and openness because we're trying to become more second tier or we're actively working our second tier muscles would be another way of saying it then that it's like well lots of perspectives are welcome i don't need to react i love tell me more about what you have to say about that where'd you hear about that might as well check their sources along the way um <laughs> um what what's meaningful about that for you you know Imagine a dinner time conversation uh that's that's based around that versus based around you needing to defend yourself or you needing to make a point. Um another one that might happen is you know, um let's say it's New Year's or something, over overeating, over-drinking, over, eating, over, drinking, over over imbibing in certain substances that recently became legal in Colorado. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's a there there can be a sense there of um, just trying to get away from it all through eating, through s- substance change versus, oh I've really had a lot of trouble with sleep in uh, 2022. And one of the things I've been really working on is trying to um, work on an evening ritual that winds me down in such a way that I get better sleep. Maybe I'm not going to party this year. Maybe I'm not going to go crazy. To be clear, also, I don't feel like the crowd we have at Integral Life is the major party crowd, but I'm trying to come up with examples of those (laughs) around us. you, You know, where it's like, Maybe I go to bed early and wake up to start my new year in the way that I'd like to be living my new year, you know, more consciously, more, more, more of a sense of diligent and deliberate practice for how I want to be. So, you know, those are examples. And, and that can also be about how we relate to other people, like uncle so-and-so's drinking too much again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of berating him, uh, maybe he needs an ear. Maybe he needs a shoulder to cry on. Maybe, maybe I take him outside and get him away from everybody and have a drink with him uh, so that the other, I'm sort of sheltering other people from, <laughs> from the calamity that is Uncle Joe. And, uh, and instead, um, you know, I'm having a good catch up with him or something like that, you know? I don't know what it looks like it's very personalized but but this idea of erring on the side of listening more being more curious more openness in the power of a pause like that in the power it 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 adds space to be more conscious about what you, how you're choosing to show up versus saying something you're going to regret versus eating too much or drinking too much versus um overbuying gifts as a way of showing your love and people don't actually appreciate them. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What strikes me about that is I love that you've talked about it in terms of how we relate to others, the, the interpersonal um domain. I think that there's also a way that you that you were also speaking into what it looks like to be listening to ourselves in a um in particular, when you were talking about, you know, being intentional, intentional about how we want to show up. Um, so making a decision, right, of, of deciding, like, who do I want to move through this, through the holidays? How do I want to be showing up? Who do I want to be in the context of, of the, of the holiday season? And what does that actually mean to me? And then in, in any given, any given, context, am I doing that? Like, am I, am I, you know, am I doing it? And not from a place of to judge, right? Not, not from a place of trying to find where you're not, you know, you're not uh, rising up to your standards or you're not, you know, you're not walking your talk or you're not practicing, you know, what, what, what you preach, right? Or whatever else, however else the internal dialogue might show up. Um, but actually being curious as to what might be happening in the moment where you find that you are not showing up as intentionally as you would like to be. Extend that openness and even compassion to yourself as as you come across these moments that, you know, we're, we're all human, we all fall down. And to allow yourself to have that moment of being human and to be honest with yourself about it without judging um, totally. to be that place of listening and curiosity. Um, yeah, and and you know, and it, and and I think you're right. I think that, you know, this can look really different than who it is uh, who's listening to this right now. Um, but some other some other ways that this might show up is, um, are things like like uh, like scrambling behavior,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: So trying to compact too much to um, your time and feeling like you have to to really scramble,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that actually can create sort of a cascading effect of not uh, not being intentional because suddenly you don't have time to do this and that. I actually ran into that this morning. I um, had a certain amount of time for getting ready. And then I spilled my coffee all over the carpet, Mm. (laughs) right? So unexpected life events. Um, And my response to that was not intentional. (laughs) (laughs) My response to that was highly reactive (laughs) Mm -hmm. given that I didn't really have enough time to be able to absorb a life event in that moment. Yeah. And, um, and so I had a human event, you know, I had a human yeah. moment and, um,
1: and well, I lem- had- let me, let me plug in that too. Yeah. So you can't actually be conscious sometimes without the reactive, like this idea that somehow we're going to all become like Shaolin monks or, 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 or perfect little, you know, fairy dancers off in the woods, taking care of the planet it's 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 not grounded <laughs> it, it 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 this life by itself is made up of chaos you're not going to avoid that in in moments and so it's like oh i spilled the coffee oh i'm in reactive wait a minute how is this how i want to be and and, and it, there's let's just say there's going to be plenty of moments over the holiday where there's opportunities (laughs) to become self-aware that i am reactive and then it's a great moment to go oh interesting i do have a choice i can be conscious here what can i do and so oftentimes like i have a thing where because i'm uh very uh what's the word um I keep wanting to say clutter, but that's not, I'm prone to accidents. Let's say lots of accidents, whether it's spilling the coffee or dropping a plate or kicking my toe on something, you know, I do that a lot. And I I used to beat myself up about it a lot. And now I'm doing more of a practice of like, Oh, Hey, reactive moment. How do you want to be? It's just a step toe. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. moving right along, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Take a breath, relax, and and it and then I get to drop more into the conscious choice of who who I'm practicing, you know.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I really appreciate, but yeah. No, I really appreciate that because what you're getting at is that this this thing called oh I'm reactive, the noticing I'm reactive mm-hmm. right now in this moment, and using that as an opportunity to come back to an awareness of how you want to be. Yeah, um, is a beautiful and simple practice to be in. Yeah. And yeah. even if that is the only the only kind of practice that you take up during this during this period of time, um, it is a it is a worthwhile and and beautiful practice. I mean, one could say that <laughs> one could say that you could just do that practice in yeah. 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 <laughs> all of you know. All the time and and it would be enough <laughs> it would be it's, enough to really make a change in, in in your world
1: essentially it's mindfulness 101 yeah you know? <laughs> that's what really what we're talking about here yeah. and just in a different frame of reactive versus conscious and, and getting back to choice getting back to mindfulness um we'll probably i feel like we're going to say this like every call that or every time we do this art of practice but, you know, one of our mutual mentors in the Integral Coaching Canada world, uh, Joanne Hunt, has this great quote that the mother of all practices is coming back to practice. Mm-hmm. And if the larger meta practice is just to be more conscious versus reactive. We just described how to live the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a particular grace um, of, of that, of that sort of meta practice. There's a, there's, um, because, because again, I'm going to come back to this whole thing. Like we, we tend as human beings, we tend to notice that we are, we are not showing up the way that we want to show up mm-hmm. and immediately go into self criticism about mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, those in, in my practices have heard me say this, who knows how many times, but, you know, that is sort of the double cut of, of uh, falling asleep in that moment. It's like, uh, it's a time waster. It can actually create more inner reactivity and it can, and it keeps you stuck in where you are. Um, So, so that graceful move of, oh, look, I've, you know, it's essentially this, I've gone off course. Let me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've gone off course. Let me
1: course correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the other side of that, too, just to be clear, is like when we say air on the side of listening, curiosity and openness and being more conscious and being more present, the, the other extreme of that is don't go pull out your meditation cushion and go sit by the, the <laughs> meditation tree because you just don't want to deal with the drama mm-hmm. and you're just going to rest in ever present, always already consciousness. it's like
0: that actually sounds like a good strategy
1: (laughs) (laughs) for some perhaps and for and for other integral life types that we know about who would just rather do that all day that that is in itself is the reaction to avoiding a certain kind of uh, drama that life is asking of us to participate in you know consciously And so instead of trying to opt out and spiritually bypass, like, what's the, for those folks who are more backwards, what's the, what's the forwards conscious move, but not too far forwards, you know?
0: You know, Michael Singer um, has a quote that I really appreciate around this. And that is um, the question of what is life asking of me right now? Mm -hmm. What is life asking of me right now? Um, and, and sometimes, sometimes just by nature of what's happening, it's best to pull yourself away for a little break so that you can reset. But I love that you just really named this whole thing called spiritual bypass and the ways in which we might be tempted, um, when things are, you know, disorganized and it feels a little edgy or difficult to handle. We might be tempted to actually withdraw from life, withdraw from what's in front of us, And, you know, again, talking about this whole idea of these meta practices, it's like being in life is the practice guys. (laughs) Being in life is the practice (laughs) and being as intentional as possible in life, right. Is the practice. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Another one that, that occurred to me as you were talking that annoys me and has, and I, you know, have to work with when it shows up when I'm at Family gatherings, holiday parties, anything like that, is when people uh, get too micromanagey about how everything is going. Um, and so, if you're one of those people, that's a good thing to react to. Is like, are are you trying to just keep the peace, or are you trying to uh, make sure everything goes perfect? Or you know, what's the reactiveness that you're hedging against in that in that place? And then also, you know, like from my perspective, I'm like, it's a holiday, let's put our feet up and take a breath and relax and enjoy this beautiful day kind of thing. And then if I'm feeling micromanaged, I'm like, uh, uh, I can only think of a way to say this involved, well, there's lots of swear words, but <laughs> like, get, like get, get away from me, like, get out of my space kind of thing, you know? And so then, then that's my reaction. And so sometimes I've often had like, Um, I had a past partner one time remind like we were visiting my mom and she's like you know I think life would be a lot easier for you if you just let your mom be a mom Hmm. and I was like oh snap and Hmm. so now when I go to see my mom she's going to do all the mom things that annoy me and I'm going to be I'm an independent man I can take care of myself now I don't need you to be a mom and then it's just like who, what am I trying to prove here? You know, yeah. Yeah. I've already proved that to myself. She doesn't need to know that she just wants to be a mom. It's okay to let her be a mom. And so I do in ways I, or at least I try to, <laughs> you know, and I think especially with family members, that's a big one to, to consider practicing is as soon as you start setting up an expectation that, that to have a good life or a spiritual life or a happy life or a happy holidays or whatever it is that is contingent upon everybody else being like you need to be them, you are in for a big disappointment. Yeah. And so to the extent that you can practice erring on the side of listening, curiosity and openness and not needing to change other people, but needing to change my response, what is life asking of me? Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. What is life asking of me in this moment? I'm the one who's supposedly practicing being so awkward and second tier and agile. So, how, like, to quote the Taylor Swift song that's all over the radio right now it's me. I'm the problem. It's me.
0: Wait, is that what she means by that
1: i i don't know and i don't think so but that's how i'm going with it I think that's the story i'm telling myself is that Love she's it. like super conscious non-reactive she's nice. she's our buddha
0: <laughs> and to kind of just uh tail off of what you said there um it's not just about not changing the other people it's also not about changing the circumstance right yeah. Like there's this way in which um, it's it's so tempting to try and um, uh, and 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 change what's happening or change how the people are responding or try and orchestrate things to make ourselves feel more comfortable, and natural tendency to, to want to do that, and all that's happening is we are actually in that moment struggling against our own discomfort with how life is showing up. That's all that's happening. We're struggling with yep. our own discomfort. And so, noticing, yeah, noticing that, listening and being curious and being more open. Um, the other thing that you said pinged that kind of pinged for me was this whole idea of trying, right? Trying.
1: Yeah. I thought- do or do not, Yoda says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And I find that I find that when I am in that place of trying, like I'm trying to do, you know, I'm trying to be more something. I'm trying to, you know, get my point across. I'm I'm trying to, um, whatever it is. That when I'm in that place of that trying energy, it's actually a contracted energy. It's not an open energy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's a it, it's me. It's me trying to to, um, uh, to create a particular act or to, again, to sort of manipulate the situation or anyone in the situation to, uh, to go a particular direction or to end up in a particular way. Yeah. And, and, and so watch for that, for that energy. It's like, am I trying, am I trying to do something here? Am I trying other than what life is asking of me and my you know is there some trying energy that is present
1: that's interesting too and i'm gonna take a slightly contrarian perspective on that that will end up integral probably but (laughs) (laughs) there's this interesting dynamic of practice where you know some practice is really the wisdom of allowing and surrendering and letting go and and allowing what's present to emerge and other aspects of practice have a, a, a more of a capability building mm-hmm. uh, sense to them in which effort needs to be applied. It's not comfortable and I have to make this new move and much like lifting weights at the gym, it's going to burn a little bit, but it's going to build muscle and that feels good. I think really it's a both and and it, you know, uh, when I heard you saying commenting on the trying, I'm like, oh, she's speaking to me right now because I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm always efforting. I'm always trying too hard. I'm always pushing the envelope and trying to build muscle as hard as I can and lift as much weight as I can because that's my way. that's I love that about practice and and I've learned and I've grown so much through doing that and and a lot of my development, really, though, is around letting go of trying and the wisdom of allowing. That's what actually gets me more mileage in this day and age than than being the young buck that I used to be, you know. And, uh, and so similarly, I think for other people who are all about the wisdom of allowing so much that are they're just like, uh, this is an extreme sort of green example, but I'll just wait here until the re- universe is ready to provide me with whatever it is. And it's like, have you tried trying, <laughs> you know, on the opposite side of things? So,
2: yeah.
1: and, and maybe trying not the right word, but I'm, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a combination of both. One of the things that uh, every, every time I've had a private with my meditation teacher, Lama Surya Das, I don't know if he knows that he said this or not, but every single time that I've had a private with him he's always said to me strive contenting strive contentedly not graspingly
0: that's the essence of it that's That's the essence of it yes because there's because that the 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 nature of trying in that contracted state is that striving
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right and and there's a yeah this is i i think this is a really Interesting sort of point because i get what you're saying about yes yeah, sometimes that there's uh there needs to be an energetic action taken yeah, I mean, there needs to be energy applied um this is the masculine move right mm-hmm. whereas the allowing is more of the, the feminine yeah, dynamic yeah. um and yet um if we're for instance if if you are if you are lifting weights from a contracted state yeah. You're likely to be injured.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: You actually have to be lifting weights from a relaxed state, not a like dead relaxed state, but no, there's there's but a relaxed state yeah. that is part of this, an action-oriented relaxed state that you're lifting from. And that is the, that's the essence of the difference of what I was talking about in terms of this, you know, sort of trying energy. And, and for me, trying energy can also be like trying to layer something on top of like, I'm going to try and be happy right now, even though I'm pissed.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So there's like this layering, layering on top of what is true and real with way that, that we are trying to change it. Um, as opposed to the more Aikido move of like going with the energy that is already here and using it to shift things.
1: Yeah. And back to the holidays, I think that um, erring on the side of the allowing part of it is really important because you're not going to change uncle Joe or whoever it is, you know, in with with a couple of snide comments or something like that. And so to the extent that you're overly focused on trying to change someone else to make the atmosphere right for you, not only is that about you and not them, but it's very, you have to be incredibly skillful to be able to flip that situation in such a small moment. And most people don't even, won't even do that or be able to do that in such a small time frame. It's not your place. It's not that's not what the holidays are about. It's about coming together. And mm-hmm. so, how can you just allow people to be as they are, and not need to change them as much? And then watch your own reactivity around all of that, and then go, great. How do I want to show up consciously around that?
2: Yep. Yeah. Nicely said. <clears throat> nicely said
1: um where do we want to go i uh in our notes that we had talked about a couple of things we wanted to check talk about we could chat a little bit about like some of these examples of what reactive to conscious could look like or we could also talk a little bit about some of the aqua preferences around this uh what what's your sense of what would be a good place to dive in here a little bit more with um, time we have
0: yeah i think that the aqua preference preferences might be really interesting for Mm. our audience, um, what that, what that might look like. And I also want to open it up to anybody who has a question. Um, so if you do have a question, you can raise your hand and, um, and, and, and we can see about answering it as it sort of fits into this, but do you want to kick us off on the aqua preferences?
1: Yeah, just check real quick. Anybody want to jump in right here with a a clarification, an observation, a question, give us something to bounce off. It's fine. If not, ah, good old Phyllis got something to say. i always love to hear from Phyllis. Uh,
0: I can, let's allow you to talk. All right, Phyllis, you're up. Are you
2: being sarcastic, Kevin?
1: Never. I love it. Every time Phyllis comes to one of my sessions, I say, oh my gosh, Phyllis is in the waiting room. Let's get her in here. I'm never, I adore Phyllis.
2: Thank you. I asked for that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I I used to be a a speech language pathologist. So I worked with people with language disorders, adults, mostly with language disorders and swallowing disorders and therapy practice. um, The way that I used to talk about it to them was you practice, 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 practice. And then when you're in the moment of either interacting with somebody, if it's a language issue, or if you're in the moment where you're eating a meal, you do sort of preparatory practice, you know, where you get yourself set up for the situation that you're about to enter. And so when you enter it, you can kind of let it go and you can, you know, you, you have that sort of, you know, at the tip of your, at the tip of your fingers when you need it, because you've just practiced it, but in that moment, you can be present to the people that you're with, really mm-hmm. present to the people that you're with, and I'm wondering what you guys think about that.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm actually curious, Phyllis, um, as you just reflect on some of the things that will be happening for- the holiday season, what is a pre- preparatory practice that you might do in, in your life?
2: See, I knew that I was.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: she does that, doesn't she, Kevin?
1: She sure uh, does. <laughs> <laughs> Not just to you, to me, too. <laughs>
2: um, I think for me, a lot of it has to do with reminding myself that I'm more interested in what they have to say Mm. than I am in what I have to say to them. Nice. Mm.
1: That's a great way of capturing it.
0: I actually, Um, I wanna build on that for just one second because I was in a coaching session today with someone who gave me a great little acronym which was WAIT, W-A-I-T. And it was, why am I talking? <laughs> 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 it totally reminded me of that. But I love that, Phyllis. I think that that's beautiful. I think that that's a, yeah, that's a, a lovely preparatory um, practice. Um, and I think that, you know, for some of our audience that, that you know, meditation, obviously, if, if you have a strong meditation practice, that can go a long way toward preparing for anything that you're going to be doing. I think one of the key things here is to stay on the practices that you have, right? So again, mm, it, it, it can sometimes great. feel like during the holiday season, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm eating a lot of sugar and I'm, you know, maybe not exercising and I'm not doing the things that actually keep me from being reactive in my normal day-to-day activities. And then we're compiling that with the, you know, the, the stress that may be happening as a result of being in the holidays and having our schedules disrupted and you know, conversations that can sometimes be triggered, or whatever else. Um, so what are the practices that, you know, you're doing in your own life? Um, and I'm just speaking to the audience out there. It's like, what are the practices your own life that are actually really important practices for you to continue doing during the holiday season so that you can feel prepared to face whatever life is putting in front of you?
1: Yeah. Like, um, to Phyllis's point, like I noticed for myself, if for like, I sit almost every day, first thing in the morning, but if I don't or I miss a day, I I can't believe how much calamity ensues. (laughs) (laughs) And I often will skip days on purpose to practice being with calamity, um, (laughs) which is challenging. But if you know you're going into a hot zone, use all the practices you've got to set yourself up for success or not necessarily success isn't the right word but for being resourced you know so that's a big one Um, sometimes phyllis um, when my wife and i are driving to visit family or when we're um going to like a mixer or a party or a networking event we will actually have a conversation around how do we want to be in this going in what kind of triggers do we need to watch out for how are we going to work with them if they come up and we'll kind of walk through historical events of how that happened and what helped and i find that really useful like while we're driving we use the time to do that and um and 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 i really like that the only other thing i would say phyllis is that um i think there's a spectrum in practice in general of people who like a lot of preparation around practice and how they're going to show up. uh, Even to the extent of over-indexing on practice and preparation as a way of supporting them. And then on the other side, there's people who, there's practices that are more instinctual and in the moment. And so it's a good thing to keep an eye on there too. uh, Am I using preparation to hedge against something um, and would it be good to practice more instinctualness or am I using instinctualness and just being in the moment and saying whatever comes up? Uh, And and that's really my reactive side and conscious would be being more prepared. Um, In general though, given the number of people who tends to prepare for things, I kind of suggest people err on the side of preparation (laughs) because (laughs) it it has the preparation has the quality of being more conscious you know like it's pre-planning is more deliberate so
2: thank you guys so much thank you thank you
0: all right you want to the some of the aqua preferences
1: yeah so uh kind of similar like uh you know, this this uh, this aspect that I was just talking about in regards to, um, you know, preparation on one side and instinctual on one side of the polarity uh, on the other side of the polarity. There can be this, um, you, when you're looking inside of a lot of the aqual, there's a lot of it is set up around polarities, you know, individual versus collective, uh, interior versus exterior in the quadrants, let's say. And so if you tend to prefer being in a certain quadrant or another quadrant, like if you tend to prefer just being in your own upper left experience of what's going on all the time and you feel it an impingement to come out of that, um, you could, number one, you could have just a practice around allowing yourself to just be in your upper left and notice that as a preference. Or you could have a practice for yourself of leaning in to what would happen if I put myself out more, you know, what would happen if I spoke up more than I usually do in family gatherings and offered something into the space. Similarly, if your preference might be the lower left and you need to ping off of everybody there and make sure you're a social butterfly and, you know, talk to every single person at the holiday party maybe there's an edge around really dropping in with two or three people that you want to intentionally give more time and space because they have more meaning or connection for you. That could be a nice sort of deliberate conscious practice versus being, you know, trying to pollinate every flower in, in the whole pop, pop party. Um, perhaps the wrong metaphor there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh on, on the right hand side of things like my preference is always upright when i when i arrive for christmas it's like what needs doing what can we get done how can i be in action how can i be in my body how can we set up the space optimally you know like i'm always asking how can i help you know um and so well, the last couple of holidays I've gone and put my feet up and I just sit there and I feel so guilty, <laughs> so restless. <laughs> but then I kind of drop in and I'm like, Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a little bit of relaxation. And somebody's like, can you help? And I'm like, no, I'm relaxing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I need to help. <laughs> 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 um, my wife is super little right. And just wants all the, T's crossed and I's dotted and everything's set up perfectly and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'll often challenge her, can you let me and others do some of that too and actually engage socially? So it's, it's, it's a sense of like, we all have go-to places that we prefer in our aqua constellation. And if I'm mindful of that, of that if I'm really self-observing where I tend to go, or I'm doing some, thanks to Phyllis's, uh, suggestion today I'm, I've done some pre-planning for this and I've thought it through you know what what might be my awkward preferences and then how do I want to show up what what quadrants do I want to consciously engage in that I might not normally um, that would just be my cursory thoughts on quadrants and anything to add there Lisa or
0: yeah <clears throat> um uh, I, 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 actually see them as sort of two movements and I, and I think you said this at the beginning, it, it's like, um, one movement would just be simply to watch your preferences. So if, if this feels, you know, if you're listening to this and it feels like this would feel like so much to try and be handling in the midst of everything else that's going on, then just be aware, just be aware of, of where your preferences lie and, and how you're showing up <clears throat> in your preferences. If, on the other hand, you want to take on something new and and um, and lean more into a, a different way of being, um, for sure, I love the idea of leaning into a different quadrant. Um, I think that this is also possible with states. Um, we all have states. So, sorry, we, you broke
1: up a little bit there. It's also uh, possible with with what states. Oh, states. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, That's so a great all, idea, point.
0: Yeah. We, we, you know, we each have sort of a tendency to stick in particular states sometimes. Um, and, and it, and I would, I would liken it to like a set point, mm-hmm. you know, so, so our set point may be on the more melancholy side as a natural. Mm -hmm. Um, Our set point might be on the more excited side as a natural. Um, And to be aware of sort of what states we are tending to hang out in. uh, And and interestingly, in the holidays, we might hang out in slightly different states than what we normally do. But noticing what states we're hanging out in um, and then potentially allowing ourselves to lean into um, some other states that are not our normal set point
1: yeah and and I'm glad that you captured this piece too of like we can't talk about practices ever without also talking about scale and you know like what's the right amount of scale of a practice such that we're not setting ourselves up for disappointment of like oh I can't do that practice but we're asking ourselves to lift 300 pounds and we can't Normally, on a good day, lift 50, you know. Um, So, I think for most people, just self observation, self awareness of where I tend to go is a good scale to pay attention to. It's a nice starting point that isn't too aggressive or over the top. And then maybe, maybe there's another move on top of that called let me try something different and new once i'm self-aware once i've self-observed my tendencies maybe i'll get outside my comfort zone and try something different Mm -hmm. um so there's that um and then there's the deep end of the pool and that's when you come and hire lisa and i as coaches, (laughs) (laughs) and we and we really teach you how to uh scuba dive in a whirlpool (laughs) 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 That's
0: an interesting metaphor there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, but you know, one, one, one deep end of the pool practice that I end up giving to most of my clients is being more self-compassionate about with yourself, because we do all make mistakes. We all are reactive. We do. And and if this sounds like a broken record to you, all the more reason to pay attention to it. You know, it's like. Um, it's. Some of us, like myself, are so good at being so compassionate with their clients, and then I just beat the crap out of myself at the end of the day before I'm going to bed and it's like uh, it doesn't that's incongruent, you know, I have to be able to practice what I'm telling other people to practice and what I'm offering other people in the same way I offer it to myself. And so just know that the holidays are a volatile time. And if you can't extend a sense of self-compassion to yourself, which is tricky and hard sometimes and challenging, it does feel like the deep end of the pool just to, to grant yourself uh, self-love in, in any kind of way. Um then then try that on see how it fits you know one of the ways i think about it for myself is i don't call it self-compassion and self-love i call it self-acknowledgement and self-appreciation mm. you know what can i appreciate about myself what can i acknowledge about how i'm doing my best to show up around you know um and that for whatever reason that change of language really helps me kind of find a way in versus um I, I get a little sick to my stomach with the word self-love. <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, there's uh, sort of the, the way that I put it is um is 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 true self-acceptance, right? Actually it's, I think self-love can be a hard concept and it sounds, mm-hmm. it kind of crashes against ideas that we have about narcissism and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else. And, and, and so, and so thinking about it as, as true self-acceptance, <clears throat> accepting, accepting ourselves all the way down. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a nice way of holding it. Um And yeah, the, you know, the, the 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 really to the extent that we are um, uh, finding difficulty with um, being compassionate with others, that is pointing us to the fact that there's some probably self-compassion work that needs to happen um, because it's yeah. hard. It's hard to extend that to others if we aren't, if we don't haven't developed the muscle of yeah. of giving ourselves. Um, that 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 same that same uh, acceptance and and grace
1: absolutely yeah so I don't know hopefully that's uh some helpful tips suggestions ideas you know just a quick recap of of things like um really this idea of reactive to conscious is at the core of what we're of, of all practice in general in general and especially knowing that um the holidays can be a more reactive time around family and in situations it's like great do some preparation do some uh you know forethought into and foresight into like how how do I consciously want to show up how can I keep an eye and be more self-aware of reactivity when it shows up? How can I know that it's probably going to be there's going to be calamity and therefore also be self-compassionate with myself? That sets up a nice little toolkit for yourself just to have some more general cool tools without getting too specific into each person's world. you know, but you guys know if you're listening to this, you know yourself better. Than anyone else. So you have an idea of what to keep an eye on and also what to move towards if that's in, in your capacity to do so.
0: Yeah. And this thing called erring on the side of listening, curiosity, and openness. Yeah. Um, as a, you know, as sort of the baseline practice for how you are being in that, um, that conscious move. Uh, and, and again, you know, uh, self-observation, um, observing, observing how you're showing up in any given context, this is, this is one of the, the, the master practices. Um, so if, if, if nothing else uh, this holiday season, allow yourself the gift of just seeing without judging how, how you're responding, how you're showing up. And that can that can actually help you understand where your next growth edge is, yeah. um, and, and how you'd like to be more intentional in the in the coming year.
1: Yeah. And I also, you know, a lot of this is about integral, which is not just all, all quadrants, but it's, uh, you know, a second tier approach to things. And if you're not devel- developing openness to all the perspectives that are out there whether you like them or not it's very hard to move into second tier approaches and second tier um more than just thinking but engagement in the world which is what the world needs right now and so this little microcosm of how you show up in holding perspectives in yourself and others just around the holidays has a bigger splash let's call it into uh, you know what we're all trying to build in Integral, which is more adeptness at being able to hold all the different perspectives that are out there right now. Which is it's frankly dizzying. And so, what a great opportunity to practice.
0: Yeah, and 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 just very quickly on that yeah. note, um, the 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 difference here at second tier is not just about being able to tolerate other perspectives.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's being able to honor, respect, and value them. Yep. Yeah. And to and find- And even them
1: work in inside them, them and you know?
0: even work inside them and to yeah. find them within you. And so that's really, you know, when we talk about what the breakthrough move from green, to green, that is the breakthrough move
1: yeah absolutely all right i need to uh wrap up here at the top of the hour and uh but this is as always uh absolutely lovely talking with you lisa always love our chats thank you to phyllis roshana Ra- and um, alex for being on the call uh live to plug in uh, a few folks on youtube hopefully too and um please keep tuning in for these bringing your ideas of what you guys want and what you uh, are interested in and please consider if you're not already uh jumping into some of our sessions in integral life and checking all the resources and practices available there what am i missing lisa
0: yeah and if you aren't already an integral life uh, member um i want to i want to just really invite you to uh take take a take integral life up on the on the um the uh the membership um what am I trying to say the um I think that they offer there's like a dollar uh for a month or something um but there's but there's an opportunity for you to join to try it out a trial basis and uh and you'll be able to drop into live practice sessions with that trial membership where you can experience what it's like to practice in a room of other practitioners other people just like you who are really wanting to embody some of these and to be able to talk about what they are learning and what's changing and shifting for them. So um, please do come and join us, check it out, see what you think about it, because uh, there's some really great practices on our practice platform, along with all of the wonderful content that Integral Life offers um, to both members and non-members alike.
1: And of course, I think a, a good way to wrap this up is just to wish everyone a happy holidays, emphasis on happy, or perhaps we should say conscious holidays. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys in the new year on our next art of practice in January. And uh, it's such a blessing to be able to be here and to have uh, folks tuning in and working with their own practices. So um, my best to everyone, and especially you, Lisa.
0: Yeah, you as well. And and Kevin, if people want to get in touch with you, how might they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me at um, kevinsnorf.com, S-N-O-R-F.com. S-N-O-R-F.com and, um, uh, or or check out Integral Life and come to one of my sessions on the Enneagram or the men's group and, um, and come, come play ball.
0: Yep. Great. And if you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can find me at yourdeepestyes.com, yourdeepestyes.com. You can reach out to me on that website. And uh, yeah, I run a women's group um, and a variety of other sessions designed to help you awaken to who you actually are um, and, uh, and and to practice in that space. So would love to see. Would love to see you. Um, Thank you, Kevin, for for doing this. Uh, I so appreciate our dynamic, and I love having sure. the opportunity for us to come together and to share these ideas with each other. So happy holidays, everybody! Take good care, and we'll see you next time.
1: All right. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>